0: Hi, It's teardown time. And yes, you voted for this one, so we're gonna tear it down. It's the uh, Hoy Miles, I have been told, that is the correct pronunciation. Uh, they make solar inverters, and uh, they very kindly sent in, uh, this is the runt of the litter, this is a 400 watt um, PV solar inverter, so it takes you a uh, single solar panel uh, input, anywhere from 16 to 60 volts there, max input 65 volts, so basically a single uh, panel, and then it'll start up at uh, 22 volts, and then it'll give you 240 volts out, and uh, it's a 400 watt jobby, so this is more powerful than the best one uh, that, uh, there's ones that I've got on my roof, I've got the 295 watt phase one, so this one leaves that in the dust, because I've got like 370 watt panels or something, I'm only using 295-watt micro inverter. Anyway, I've done a video on that LinkedIn if you haven't seen it. So we're going to get serious. We're going to get the gloves on because as you saw a sneak... Oh, God. <laughs> it's stuck back down. A sneak... Oh, jeez. Hang on. A sneaky peek that we got in the last video. Jeez. Yeah, it's really stuck itself back down. It is fully potted. Anyway, it's a very uh, nice bit of kit. Physically, look at the big... Uh, Heatsink on it. This, it looks like it is, like they've got their own wireless system. I don't believe it's Wi Fi. I think it's their own custom uh, system. Don't quote me on that though. But uh, yeah, it is actually filled with a re enterable um, uh, potting gel, I guess. It's not a hard potting compound. So what you can actually do is you can actually get in there with your screwdriver. You know, if you've got a pot in there, you can actually get in there and you can actually tweak it. And when you pull it back out, it uh, it's, this one doesn't quite reseal. I've used re-enterable uh, potting uh, gels before that are truly, like, re-enterable. Anyway, these ones, you can actually get back into them. So we should, in theory, be able to pull this out. So I don't know. If you know the exact type, maybe I should ask them. <laughs> what is the exact type? I'll, I will actually ask them before I edit this video and see if they do get back to me very quickly. Um, oh jeez, that's coming off pretty easy isn't it? Anyway... Oh, no! It's stuck in the inductor. Look at that. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could shove it back in. I mean, this is going to be thermally conductive stuff too, so, of course, to, uh... But the whole idea is that it's completely weatherproofed, because this is sitting on your roof under your solar panels, even though it's protected... Oh, There we go. There's a mob or something. got to be careful that you don't rip up your parts. Anyway, there's the, uh looks like there's the wireless, this is really fun this is, oh yeah, yep, I'm enjoying (laughs) I'm enjoying this, can't see the look on my face but oh yeah, this is good stuff, loving this but yeah, it's going to be a uh, DC to DC step up, because you've got to convert the DC, ultimately all this does essentially, is convert um, a DC voltage into 240 volts AC so it's like a, you know, just a regular like 12 volt car inverter thing, except the voltage does vary and you want maximum power point tracking. I assume that this is discharged. I have not powered it up and uh, it would have been powered up maybe a long time ago in the factory, so maybe I should actually be a bit more careful. Don't want to set a bad example, but I'm pretty excited here. Is that a uh, temperature sensor on top of that? Don't know. Anyway, I am shooting this in 4K resolution for those playing along at home. Oh, by the way, I forgot to show you the connections. I don't recognize that. Is that a uh, Hoy Miles um, special? But anyway, you've got your standard uh, MC4 connectors here for your solar, so that just plugs straight into your solar panel. Of course, there's a big mounting point here to mount on your uh, your frame on your, that your solar panels are mounted on. This is fun stuff. Really good. It's uh, thermally Compound, a thermal compound. Um, I'm sure it's thermally conductive. We could probably test that. Blech. They do actually have a plug here which just pops out. So I presume that, uh, you know, either you can extend the mains, like that, um, so you can, like, uh, plug them all in parallel. Um, yeah, this one's only got the one lead supplied. Um, because, of course, it's all on just one big uh, mains AC bus. That's the advantage of these inverters, is that it's relatively low, well, lower voltage than a traditional string inverter, like mine at home, for example, with uh, 12 panels, is uh, 450 over 450 volts DC and that's going to ruin your day, and I've done a video on how that's one of the benefits of micro-inverters, is that, uh, yeah, there's no high voltage DC arc over, so there's essentially no, uh, you know, issues with uh, fire, of these things. Because if you've got a real high high voltage, high energy DC source, and it arcs over, as it does in those um, switch-, on those uh, isolation switches, they catch on fire, and a lot of homes have actually burnt down, because of DC, solar DC isolation switches. And even here in Australia they've had to recall like dozens of different models. My one wasn't caught up in the recall. Um, but you have seen I've done a video which I'll link in on the failure. Mine did actually fail. It didn't arc over, thankfully. And burned down my house. <laughs> um, that would have ruined my day. Anyway, even though these are still, still present, of course, the uh, 240 volt AC risk, um, and that's nowhere near as bad as the uh, high voltage DC strings. So, and the other thing is, depending on your country, um, a regular electrician can install these systems as opposed to a, you know, a certified solar person who's got to be certified for installing high voltage um, DC solar systems. They can be installed by your regular electrician, and, to, and still be uh, compliant. So, No worries. So Hoy Miles have single-channel, dual-channel, and four-channel jobbies of this, as you've seen on my previous video, and I'm absolutely sure that the two- and four-channel units are exactly the same as this, except they've got extra channels. So we'll just tear down the little runt of the litter here. Eh, cheap-ass gloves. Well there you have it, we're in, but uh, I don't see a sufficient number of switching transistors. I only see two down here. Um, and that's it. So yeah, obviously we've got DC in here. Uh, These look like they're probably all in uh, parallel and then we've got our high voltage DC to DC converter switcher here. So all the switching MOSFETs must be on the bottom side here. I was wondering what these little puppies were at first glance. I thought, oh, they're little trimmers, are they? And Then I went, no, no, they're not. Little six pin jobbies, and if you look at the silkscreen actually uh, TR, they're actually a little uh, miniature transformer. Is the micro, which will also be on the bottom uh, somewhere, that actually has to measure the, um, not only the mains input to make sure that the voltage is there, but the frequency as well, uh, because this thing has to automate by regulation, it has to to be sold um, in this country and I think pretty much any other country, it must uh, switch off if it doesn't detect the mains, so that it doesn't backfeed. So if there was a grid power fire uh, over here, and you don't want this inverter pumping out voltage uh, to the, um, the poor Oompa Loompas working on the uh, transmission lines, and they'll get zapped. So, yeah, all uh, inverters, uh, not only micro inverters, but like big string inverters, um, yeah, must disconnect from the grid unless they're specifically designed for off grid use. And that particular safety feature is known as anti islanding. So, if you hear that uh, mentioned in or in the data sheets, then uh, yeah, you know that's what it's for. It's a safety disconnect, um, because there's, you know, a lot of energy behind these uh, solar panels, especially if you've got a big string uh, system. Well, in this particular case, um, it doesn't matter, because you'd have multiple ones, and if this was, if there were power failed on your uh, grid over here, this thing was just pumping out, you know, kilowatts, and then you have you know, hundreds of houses doing it on the same connection, then uh, yeah, um, something's going to go bang somewhere, or some poor uh, line worker's going to get vaporized. Is that a lead on the bottom that shows through? I don't know. Um, <laughs> looks like it. Anyway, there's a heatsink, so most likely we've got uh, surface mount switching transistors under on the bottom side of this board uh, pressed against uh, the bottom of the case, and that's what they're using as the heatsink. Right, so let's check these cups here and uh, see if they're in parallel. I can see that there, I can see at least one pin is connected in parallel. So that's the positive. So, yep, all the positives and all the negatives. Let's have a squiz. Yep. Now is the negative actually connected through to solar negative? It is indeed. There's a couple of caps under there. Um, oh, directly across, actually, they've got a single cap across the input there, and of course I've done videos on where those sort of caps um, have caught a light you know, if you get a micro crack in there and they fail short well, there's a lot of energy in that solar panel, that's going to release the magic smoke in that uh, cap, so i have to link in that video problem here is, I don't know how far that compound goes under though I can actually move, wiggle, 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 yeah, the board from side to side so it's loosey-goosey but, ooh, um... That feels like it's gonna crack. Wow, no, it's just, it's bending like here. Well, that's interesting. It looks like these two caps here are... sit in a cutout in the PCB, whereas these two caps over here don't. They're a Shire brand, 105 degree jobbies. Um, yeah, they're alright, you know. They're not a Panasonic, but they are, but they are a uh, reputable name in China, at least. Oh no, there you go, they've got cutouts as well, but, yeah, the board just doesn't extend out like that. So, that's interesting. Anyway, they're doing that for the uh, height profile, of course. These caps are, uh, the diameter of these is uh, too large to put them flat, uh, flush on the uh, PCB, and then the top lid on here, so they have to put the cutout in there. I got it! I got it! Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's completely, ah, uh, power devices stuck right down to the bottom, nope. It's just all thermal. <laughs> it's, it's turtles all the way down. <laughs> See the imprint of the uh, processor down there? Look, got some uh, either power transistors, power diodes, whatnot. Um, yeah. You can see the uh, pins, of course, the uh, through-hole stuff. As I said, this is all thermally conductive. We might uh, run a test on that. That's the whole idea. And insulative, of course. Otherwise, you're gonna come a a real quick. And of course, yeah, here's all the extra power transistors I was expecting. A whole bunch there. There you go. Anyway, there's our main processor. I'll take uh, a high-res photo of this and the other side, and then we can go over to the computer and uh, have a uh, squiz. Alright, so let's see if we can figure out what's going on here. I've got the uh, top of the PCB like this, and I've got the bottom, which I have uh, flipped around. So all the electrons are going to go on one side. It's going to be very confusing. So the DC input down here is going to line up with the DC input down here. No wuckers. So we have our negative and our positive DC input here, and then we go through an inductor like this. We've got... Little common mode uh, common mode choke. That's <laughs> pretty how you're doing isn't it? And we've got our j tags over here. now what processor do we have? Well you can't see it here um, because all there's gunk on all the chips so I had to like uh, ungunk them. It's actually a TMS 320 DSP Old school um, the winner that's very surprising for a, uh, like a, a Chinese um, product like this. So, yeah, <laughs> they've got some old-school designer there. Yeah, TMS 320, no wakers. So, that's really interesting. Now, as I mentioned, uh, the input uh, caps down here, they're directly across there. So, if that goes uh, short-circuit, um, yeah, the magic smoke's uh, going to escape, it, but these things aren't sub- subjected to vibration and, you know, flex stress and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's fine. And they've got the same thing here as well. They've got a cap. There's another one uh, there which is not uh, fitted. Now, there's a current sense resistor here. So they've got a uh, low side, because this is a negative input here. They've got a low side current sense resistor. And you can see the differential pair going off to, obviously, a low side current sense uh, amplifier here. And that's going into our uh, TMS 320. And obviously, you can see here that all of the caps are in parallel as we measured. So, yep, and we can go to the top side here. And you'll get uh, the same thing. So this is the positive. uh, This is not a ground plane. This is the positive plane. So you can see all of those are connected in parallel. So all these caps for 2700 uh, microfarad. And the 63 volt is the dead uh, giveaway. Um, They're the input caps. Presumably they need the input. You know, it's a DC source, right? But presumably they need those input caps. um, Because if sun comes over, fluctuations, clouds, shadows, you know, bird flies over or whatever but then you don't want uh your processor actually you know getting starved of voltage and being dropped out so it looks like that yeah they need that's where they needed all of their bulk storage is actually on the um, input but interestingly you can see here there is no input fusing it is directly across those caps so um yeah, uh, you know, which is normally not a problem because the supplied MC4 connectors, um, they're polarized, right? So you can't hook them up the wrong way. But you're not counting for the human factor. You know, uh, Bruce is installing on the job and he goes, ah, yeah, no worries. I just down a couple of beers and, and then I'll rewire this panel here and uh, she'll be right. No worries. And yeah, <laughs> you come with guts. Her. So yeah, if you uh, apply the um, panels backwards, um, that's going to go bangski. And as I mentioned before, we've got little uh, transformers here, which, um, it's... but interestingly, the three pins here look to be tied to the positive. So... yeah... Okay, um, I'm not sure maybe the uh, yeah, I'm not sure how that's working, but um, TR is transformer, so... I don't know, I was gonna say that's maybe for uh, galvanically isolating the uh, negative input here which is here, which is all these caps. So it's actually marked there. Um, so, and it looks like the ground for the processor, that's all separate. You can see that here. So that looks to be galvanically... Don't know why you'd need to, but maybe is that galvanically isolated from the, uh, input here. Anyway, yep, uh, that little port on the back was LEDs. There's, there's two little LEDs in there, which shine out the back. I don't know, who's ever going to see it, I guess, during commissioning? um, And that's about it. (laughs) It's the only time you'll ever um, see these things. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but this is the voltage. These two resistors here, um, they use big-ass axial ones like this for the voltage uh, standoff. And, uh, yeah, this is measuring the uh, voltage on the AC mains output. So they need to know that. So they need to measure the uh, DC input, and they need to measure the AC output. So maybe, is that... Come in from there? I'm not sure. Or is that a gate drive for the switching trannies under the bottom here? I don't know. I'm not really going to like comprehensively reverse engineer this. Aha. Uh-huh. No, the bottom side here, you can see that there's our two axial resistors there, and we've got that going over to here. So obviously, this, or at least this, is the uh, measurement part of measuring the mains um, output voltage. So that will be detecting the mains voltage and the mains frequency. And if they aren't uh, in compliance, um, then if they're not there, if you get, uh, you know, a grid fault, then that's part of the anti-islanding protection. And that's all controlled by the micro over here. Alright, I've jumped ahead a bit and done a little bit of a uh, reverse engineering here so we can figure out what's going on here. Now, um, these are the MOSFET uh, switching transistors. We can have a look at these here. These are uh, AON6250 Alpha Omega Jobbies, 150 volt N-channel MOSFET. Pretty grunty little things. And it looks like that they have uh, two of those um, in parallel on each side. Now, they're all identical. There's no uh, p-channel or n-channel thing. Why? Because they it looks like that they're using an interleaved flyback here. So they've got two different transformers. You can see here, they've got, well, two identical transformers like this. So they're actually interleaving, they're switching between this transformer and this transformer here. And then there's these MOSFETs, they're in parallel, and they're just uh, switching that down to ground here, as you can see. So this is the positive input, which is actually here, but, you know, it's a bit hard to draw these things in situ. But uh, yeah, there's the uh, primary side uh, transformer coil there, and there's the secondary side on those pins there. So uh, the reason that they're using interleaved Flyback here is probably no well a when you interleave it with two transformers like this You've instantly doubled your frequency for starters, so that makes it uh, more efficient and then you reduce your output ripple current uh, per given uh, Output capacitance as you can see on the top here that they haven't actually got much output capacitance. It's just these two caps here, basically. So I forgot to draw these lines coming out here, but this is basically um, a a boost DC to DC converter and interleaved flyback. So you've got your you know, your sixty odd volts maximum come in from your uh solar panel input here. It's smoothed by these caps here, which uh, holds it up just in case of any uh brownouts or uh you know, shading. And then obviously this chip here, which I couldn't get details on, it do actually have a number on that, but it's obviously like a dual MOSFET driver. That's just by its sheer placement there, and then the control lines run off uh, to your micro over here. So yeah, they're using two separate sides there to give an interleaved uh, feedback, and then obviously look, there's feedback coming here, um, because the micro has to know, the DSP, right, is controlling all of this actively, and if you have a look at the uh, top side here, there's even more, right? There's another isolation transformer here, there's some more opto things here, right? So that micro on the bottom is like really controlling the, it's, you know, it's it's measuring the outputs and it's optimizing everything and then it's doing maximum power point tracking as well for the uh, solar panels, right? It's doing the whole kit and caboodle. So, anyway 60 volts here and then you get a couple of hundred volts DC out of this and you can see that that's just uh, diode out like that. They're just diode awed like that and there's some, as I said, there's a little bit of capacitance there. So low voltage DC rail, high voltage DC rail like this and then they've just looks like they've just got a standard like H-bridge switch in here. There's uh, two MOSFETs here and there's two MOSFETs on the other side here and there's miscellaneous stuff. And I won't get, you know, won't go into huge details. It's just a standard, looks like a standard H-bridge driver there. And then you've got your main isolation um, transformer here, which steps the high voltage DC up to AC here, so you just switch that, and bingo, they've got a uh, relay here, which is actually a pretty good. One it's a uh, you know, Tyco, there's no like no name Chinese stuff in here. And then we've got a big ass MOV uh, on the high voltage uh, DC side here, just in case. And um, yeah, this uh, the relay is a double pole, uh, double throw jobby, so this entirely disconnects it um, from the uh, grid here. So you've got not only isolation, and they of course, I uh, claim this in the data sheet. It's completely uh, galvanically uh, isolated. And, um, yeah, it it switches off, um, you know, part of the anti islanding protection, all that uh, sort of jazz. It physically um, disconnects from the grid. So there's absolutely no chance of, even if the switching was still happening on this side, uh, that relay is disconnected over there. So there will be an isolated uh, relay drive going back to the main processor on here. In fact, I haven't looked for that, but uh, that'd be it here, there you go, there's your relay drive <laughs> so that's going over here, yep, so that, that's your relay drive and that eventually must how ha- somehow get back isolated to uh, the micro over here, which is controlling that. Then we've just got an output uh, fuse here, like this. We've got some output uh, capacitance. I didn't draw that in, but there's two extra uh, caps here going down to uh, mains, like uh, chassis mains earth down here. So uh, just for uh, EMI uh, purposes. Then we've just got some extra uh, filter in here, common mode uh, choke. We've got another uh, cap on this side here. We've got a uh, bleeder resistor here, so it discharges that, um, you know, slowly, so it's uh, fairly safe. Interestingly, there is another cap missing here? I don't know, was that for a higher power model or something? got no idea. Anyway, um, then we've got uh, dual MOVs here. I've drawn a single MOV, but I think they might be uh, in series. Haven't checked the exact uh, connection there, but yeah. So, we've got big-ass MOV uh, protection straight across uh, the mains. If that wasn't enough, then we've got a GDT here. Here it is. Uh, 600. Um, 600 volt jobby, and uh, yeah, that's a GDT. That's a gas discharge tube. So, spark gap uh, protection, and then we've got some another couple of caps there going down to, uh, one. once again, um, uh, mains earth down here. You can see the green wire down there. And they've got some bonus MOV protection, which I haven't drawn in here. In fact, I didn't look at that part. I forgot to look at that. Look at that. It's like, um, it's, it, it, what? Anyway, that's interesting. But yeah, they've got MOV uh, protection down to ground. So it's very well protected. So there it is. Um, that, you know, there's not a huge amount in this, so if this one can do 400 VA, I'm not sure what um, Enphase are doing. For example, seems to be a quite. A, I was contacted by an yet another um, micro inverter <laughs> manufacturer, um, and they wanted me to like review their micro inverters. So, I, you know, let me know in the comments down below if you want me to do another one. To compare to this one, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, seen one, seen them all. I think, but there you go. Yeah, just a H-bridge uh, driver, galvanic isolation relay switch in. We got output uh, filtering, and that generates the mains. And of course, it's reading back. Uh, via these. So for me, the major surprise is uh, the TMS320 processor here. Uh, They've got big uh, capacitance on the input here, which is not uh, fuse or uh, diode protected or anything. (laughs) Anything going wrong. Yeah, but I don't know if um, Interleave uh, Flyback um, is typical in micro-inverters like this. I don't know. If you know more, leave it in the comments down below. This is the first micro-inverter I've torn down. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so in terms of um, isolation, they've got an isolation uh, slot under here like this. Um, I don't know why they didn't extend the isolation slot under here. I would have, like, just as a matter of course, although there's adequate, um, you know, creepage distance there. But the problem with this is that if you get any uh, moisture trapped... You know, due to the thermal, you know, because these are uh, subjected to thermal extremes on your roof. So if you get any uh, moisture ingress or moisture buildup inside the thing, then you could actually get a, uh, you know, leakage, creepage path across here. But, eh, I don't know. You know, I, I think that clearance looks pretty decent. So anyway, there you go. That's inside a uh, Hoy Miles uh, 400 VA, 400 watt microinverter. I hope you found that. Interesting. I certainly uh, did. I don't know if I'd be able to power this up now. There was a bit, a lot of bending on that board. So, eh, I don't know if this is still operational. That stuff sticks really well on that potting compound. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting to tear down these things. Absolutely fascinating. This is what uh, goes into, a. I assume, other microinverters are... Uh, typical. Maybe I should take up that other company on the offer and offer to do a uh, teardown on there. Um, I think 400. uh, No, their ones go up to 500, as do the um, Hoy Miles ones, I think. They do a 500 watt model, but this is the uh, 400 one. So, I don't know, slightly bigger, beefier output capacitance, beefier transformers, you know, beefier switching, perhaps. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe. You know what to do. There's a subscribe button down there and you click the notification bell thing and then uh, Bob's your uncle. You'll get notified of all my new videos. People go, oh, I, I didn't see your new video. And I, you know, they comment on one, oh yeah, I've already done a video on that like a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, are oh, missing all the notification goodness. Anyway, I <laughs> hope you enjoyed that video. If you did, please give it a big thumbs up. And as always, discuss down below. Catch you next time. <laughs>